Welcome, everybody, yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. World Podcast. If you are enjoying today, awesome. If not, let's see if this quote-unquote big episode does it for you. So, I've done episodes where I've covered a specific overall year and a wrestler's career, like, especially with WWE and how it was. But the reason I'm covering more than one year here is because of how Big Show's run was from when he debuted up until he's written off television in 2000. And since 2000, he did not go a full calendar year. I figure why not put both together because there's something significant about his first year and a half with the company. So we all remember he debuted in WCW as a giant, former WCW champion, I believe he was tag champions with Lex Luger. I mean, I'm not a huge WCW expert, but he did leave around the time of his contract expiring in early February because he felt like he was not earning enough money, and when Bischoff did not grant him enough money compared to the other main event level guys, especially within the NWO, he decided enough was enough and let his contract expire, and right afterwards, he signed with the WWF slash WWE. This is where things kind of get a little iffy, because you'll understand by this episode why I call this a mixed bag, because of how his booking really was. And there's going to be a theme here from a certain running joke we've known for the big show after all these years. So he debuted as a heel at the same Valentine's Day Massacre pay-per-view in your house against, well, interfering in the steel cage match between Stone Cold and Vince, aligning with Vince McMahon. He ended up throwing Stone Cold into the cage, part of it gave way, and allowed Stone Cold to escape in order to win the match. Now, now it did look good for him to be strong, because always strong enough to break through the cage, but also it was his mistake and his fault that caused Vince McMahon his match. The main Stone Cold gets retained as title shot at WrestleMania. Now, at first, he's just known by his real name, Paul White. I believe he had the nickname Big Nasty. And then a little bit later, he was known as The Big Show. Kind of TBS, a little bit of a throwback at WCW because Thunder was on TBS. I was certain correctly. So after this, he decided, had fake feud with The Rock to try to throw everybody off within the corporation. And originally himself, as I mentioned in one of the episodes of the three-part series about WWE matches did not have it as advertised, himself and Mankind were originally the co, both dual referees, for the Rockstone Colt main event for WrestleMania. However, that changed as both referees would then instead go one-on-one to determine the sole special guest referee. Now, the booking with the WrestleMania match was a little bit weird because Big Show was using a steel chair at least once during the match. But then all of a sudden when he set up two steel chairs standing up and chokeslam Mankind through both chairs together, that's when the referee called for the disqualification. So, a little iffy on that rule. Then afterwards, I believe it was, I think it was declared at this match at the end after he lost by disqualification, he pretty much turned babyface because Vince McMahon got in his face and be like, Damn it, Big Show, what are you doing? He ended up hitting Vince McMahon, thus leaving the corporation. So, already a month in he's turned babyface. Well, month, month and a half. After this, he, despite being babyface, he had to go against Mankind again, this time at Backlash in your house. Lost to him in a Boiler Room brawl, but, which was a great match, but still saved Mankind afterwards from an ongoing attack. So after this, because he was no longer in the corporation, himself and others joined the group called the Union, a.k.a. Up Yours. The Union people you ought to respect, son, so Up Yours without the U. As, like, counterbalance against the corporation, which was... A nice little thing to see, them carrying two by fours. One of the most notable matches that we saw even during this time afterwards was on the June 7th, 1999 edition of Raw where Big Show went one-on-one against The Undertaker, caught Undertaker midair, choke slam through the ring. 
And you hear in the match, of course, label no contest because you can't complete the ring match with a destroyed ring like that. You hear JR screaming, well, Big Show, Choke Slam me on Attacker all the way to hell. Like, that was one of the best Choke Slams. However, it was about a month to a month and a half after this, after having some matches with Kane, that Big Show turned heel once again by aligning with The Undertaker, thus making the Unholy Alliance. So, turning face and heel twice within the year, a little bit iffy there. Now, they did have a success as they became tag team champions together. They, the team did not get to last in the long. We'll get, one, get to it in just a moment. But Undertaker took Big Show under his wing in both real life and kind of in kayfabe to try to toughen him up, teach him how things were in the company. And you remember that weird promo rambling on about snakeskin tie and lizard boots and all that crap. But the team ended up disbanding around the, just before Unforgiven when Undertaker on, and Kayfabe left the company. In real life, he actually was suffering through a groin injury and his in-ring time was getting limited. So Big Show was then on his own again. And after sometime after Unforgiven, he turned babyface again due to the break of the team and started a feud with the Big Boss Man due to the Big Boss Man making fun of Big Show's father passing. In reality, his father passed away a few years prior, but they were saying in 99, oh, Big Show's father lost his battle already to cancer, and Big Boss Man interrupted a 10-bell salute to it, thus going on with that feud. And you mostly remember it because Big Boss Man took the casket during the funeral the funeral service, chained it up, and dragged along behind his cop car and Big Show riding on it. Well, Big Show got a bit of a matter of his own laughing, or his own last laugh of bit of sorts as Survivor Series in two ways. First off, he was supposed to be in a 4-on-4 tag team Survivor Series match but against the Big Boss Man team, but before the match even happened, he took out all of his teammates just to take on Big Boss Man's team all by himself, and he won the entire match by himself. I know, I think it was like Midian, Viscera, Big Boss Man, and I can't remember who the fourth person is right off the bat. Oh yeah, Prince Albert. And he eliminated them all by himself, even though Big Boss Man got himself counted out as an escape. But it was just elimination, elimination, elimination in a fast match, which is a little bit odd. And then Big Show, of course, afterwards, also got a last laugh of his own when he became the WWF champion in the main event. We all remember the main event was supposed to be Triple H, Stone Cold, and The Rock, Triple Threat for WWF Championship. Stone Cold's run down by a car. Big Show became the mystery replacement for the match. Vince McMahon hit Triple H in the face with a title belt, choke slam. Big Show's a new champion. But this did not end the feud with the Big Boss Man yet, as he would also have a match going into Armageddon. It was also revealed during this whole time that Big Show was actually a bastard child, so he was conceived out of wedlock. And of course they got his mother involved saying, He's a bastard! Now realizing she was on camera the whole time, even destroying his father's heirloom, like a golden watch or something like that, on top of an anvil with a hammer, so... These are kind of getting personal there. The match was lackluster at Armageddon, but Big Show retained. But his title reign would not last much longer, as on the first draw of 2000, which I believe was yeah, January 3rd, he lost the title to Triple H. So that ended his title reign after like about a month and a half. After this, he turned heel again. Because around this time, he started to have issues with The Rock. They had the Royal Rumble match, and... The Rock was labeled as the winner of the match, even though Big Show showed video evidence later on, around the time he also got a haircut after all these years, that The Rock's feet technically hit the floor first, as shown through a different camera angle, which he showed in the Legion No Way Out 2000. Let's just find him getting a match against The Rock, where the winner gets The Rock's title shot, and Big Show won thanks to Shane McMahon's interference. 
So Big Show became the number one contender to WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania 16 slash 2000 against Triple H for the title. So temporarily it was heel versus heel match. And there was the match graphics released for it, as I've mentioned in the podcast before. However, it would afterwards it would temporarily be a triple threat when The Rock became another number one contender. So it was going to be originally a triple threat for the championship involving all three men at WrestleMania. But then afterwards, Linda McMahon got involved, made it a fatal four-way elimination match with Mick Foley added in there with the whole theme of McMahon in every corner. So Linda would be in Mick Foley's corner, who was recently retired but was brought back for one night. The Rock had Vince in his corner, Triple H had Stephanie in his corner, and Big Show had Shane in his. But of course, this was where things kind of got iffy because Big Show was eliminated, I think, within like the first five minutes of the match because everybody teamed up on him and quickly got him out of there. Then, guess what happened after this? Big Show turned babyface. Because then for a little while after this, he started to show his more comedic side. He had one night where he was dancing out in the ring after WrestleMania, and then he started doing a bit of an impersonation comedy-style gimmick. He would dress up like the Berserker, Rikishi, Val Venus, and even at Backlash, he dressed up like Hulk Hogan, known as the Showster, in his match against Kurt Angle. So it was a little iffy, and that kind of storyline got under Shane's skin. They ended up having a bit of a feud. They had a match, the False Kind of match at Judgment Day, which Shane won thanks to a lot of interference from a bunch of heels. And not too long after that, instead of when Big Show came back, instead of continuing his feud with Shane, for some reason, he just realigned with him. So he turned heel again and realigned with Shane. But then this whole thing lasted until the August 7th, 2000 edition of Raw, where Big Show was... It looked like they were building for him to have a match against The Undertaker SummerSlam because of the build and everything that was going on. But The Undertaker grabbed a chain around Big Show's neck and threw him off the Raw stage, thus writing Big Show off television for the next several months. In reality, the WWE wanted him to go back down to OBW, work on his weight and his cardiovascular fitness. So instead of him having a match SummerSlam still being on TV, they wrote him off and he would not return until uh, the Royal Rome match next year. So that right there is pretty much like the pinpoints of everything that happened for the first year and a half of his time in WWE. But there's a common theme here. Turning. He started as a heel. Turned babyface WrestleMania. Turned heel during the summer to align with The Undertaker. Turned babyface before the end of the year to start feuding with the big boss man because of his kayfabe father, father passing. Turned heel again in, around the time of Royal Rumble to feud with The Rock. And then turned babyface again. Uh, turned babyface after WrestleMania and then turned heel again after Judgment Day. So heel, face, heel, face, heel, face, heel. So he turned six times between babyface and heel in a year and a half. Like, this was absolute madness. And it's become a running joke after all these years of how many times Vic was constantly turning babyface and heel throughout his WWE career. It's like every time he's on TV, he's turning heel or face, going like whatever the hell is going on. So, it's just like, you look at that first year and a half, and it was a bit of a mixed bag. It's like, starts heel, makes a mistake on his first night, turns face a month later, he's got the whole union stuff, he suddenly turns heel by joining with The Undertaker, he's, and he becomes a tag team champion for a little bit. He turns babyface because of the whole feud with Big Boss Man talking about his father, and became WWF champion, but it was for a month and a half, and that was pretty much done as a bit of an extra thing for that feud. Turned heel after losing the title instead of getting revenge on Triple H to get the title back and start feuding with The Rock. Quickly eliminated the Royal Ro in the WrestleMania main event. 
turn babyface for a comical gimmick for whatever reason, and then turn heel again by realigning with Shane, who freaking was not happy with his babyface antics, and then was written off TV for a little while. So it's like six turns in a year and a half. That's a common thing, and I know Big Show has said in interviews that he was not happy with all these constant turns in his career because it's hard for you to get behind a character and give them the proper reaction, like cheer them because they're a babyface or boo them as a heel, especially if they're turning so frequently to where it's not consistent for a good amount of time to where you can get used to the character and be able to give that proper reaction for a good amount of time. Like, why cheer somebody who's a good guy if they're just going to turn heel again two months later? It's like, yay, I like you. Oh, you turned again. Boo. It's just like an on and off thing to where you can't keep that crowd's attention and have and gain, maintain loyalty for a specific reaction if you're just turning at the blink of an eye. Like, for all you know, he could turn heel when he sneezes as soon as the man gets mad and then he punches somebody and then he apologizes, oh, he's a babyface again. He turns face and heel in his sleep. But anyway, let me know what y'all thought in the comment section below about the Big Show's first year and a half. Because like I said, six turns between face and heel in a year and a half. He had like two title runs during that time. But it's just like, those turns just really hurt it. It's like, yeah, like I said, he had two title runs, a main t the world title and tag team within that time period. But it's just like, yeah, it's just bad. Like, you can't... Like I said, you can't expect the crowd to be behind you when you're turning that often. The feud with the big boss man, the only thing people really remember any kind of entertainment fact was him riding the casket. The stuff with the Union didn't really get to go anywhere because Mankind was off shortly after the Union formed because of knee issues. The promo stuff with the Undertaker was confusing while doing the Unholy Alliance. The stuff with The Rock, you can't tell if it was bots or not with the Royal Rumble finish. Getting eliminated early at WrestleMania and then the comedy stuff. And then he just turned heel again for whatever reason. So it's like, what the, what was going on? Like, it was like, it was almost like they were like, oh, okay, we don't have anything long-term to keep you on this side of the spectrum in terms of babyface or heel. So we're going to give you something else for this other direction. So it's like they had nothing consistent to keep him in one side of the coin without then turning him again. It's like, oh, we got this plan. Turn babyface for this. Instead of just like, okay, here's this heel thing you can do, then you move on to this heel thing. It's like, there's no consistency for him. Like, Jesus. Anyway, let me do, like I said, let me know what you all thought in the comment section below of Big Show's first year and a half. It was just a mess. A big, absolute mess. And there would be more turns to come. So let me know what you all thought in the comment section below. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a like, comment what you think below, subscribe with the bell turned on if you're listening on YouTube, or follow if you're listening on other services. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody. And I tend to snap pretty well.